anarchists, violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters. Poor kids are just as bright and just as tall as white kids. I said, please don't be too nice. We choose truth over facts. I am your president of law and order. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. In the white room with black curtains near the station. So Inside Agitator, episode 14. We have a theme song now. Uh this would have been episode 13, and technically on the audio of last episode, we were calling it episode 12, but when I was about to upload it, I figured we should skip episode 12, because fuck 12, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we. so now there's just no episode 12, that was episode 13, <laughs> and now this is going to be episode 14, yes. so technically it's the 13th episode, but we're not... Fuck 12. Fuck 12. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, we hope you like the theme song. If any of you can guess which movie soundtrack we picked it from, uh, before editing it, DM us and we will send you a, uh, a sheet for the range, a target that has a KKK member outlined on it. So, you know, just for some good shooting practice. So if you can, you can guess where we jacked the theme song from, DM us and we'll send you one of those. Cause, uh, you're going to need it. <laughs> yeah. They're coming. Uh, All of them. Not looking exactly like that, but they are coming. Yeah, they're they more American flag flip uh, mm-hmm. Crocs, right? That's what yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse with wore. fucking uh, Under Armour socks. Yeah, fucking look out for the Oakley glasses. You know the yeah. ones. But that is what out. American fascism is going to look like. It's yeah. going to look like some dweeb who can't get pussy. Cargo shorts. Uh, we got to look out for American Eagle T-shirts. Yep. Uh, what else do just. People who just can't dress wear. Yeah, well, I mean, these guys genuinely, I mean, they just look like the same version of a STEM major in a bulletproof vest. Yeah. Yeah, that's generally speaking. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, 17 year old, drove over state lines with an illegal weapon, which everyone seems to forget he was 17, so legally he couldn't even own the weapon. So, anyway, with an illegal weapon, drove over state lines, went to Kenosha um, after this comes a couple days after Jacob Blake's shooting. Um, and claims to be defending property. And so um, a guy from the Daily Caller interviewed him minutes before the shooting took place. And um, as usual with these fucking uh, journalists, isn't asking this kid, what militia are you with? Whose group are you with? But asking him, like, basically giving him the floor to, get, to talk about why he's there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I just want to defend the property. And actually, I'm here to render aid to protesters. And I have my med kit right here. And I'm just here to help. Mm-hmm. Which, like... I don't, I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. And the media has been giving a huge lane for Kyle Rittenhouser's explanation of what he was doing there, which is helping people protecting property. Yeah. Hilarious. Crazy. And, and uh, oh, drove over state lines. So, like, forget any of that other shit. And so part of the issue is, and why the police are just reprinting the story, is because the media, scared of getting sued, um, essentially... They, uh, because of like the liability libel kind of shit that goes on, they're only comfortable using government offices as sources to report stories because you can't get sued for libel or defamation if you're using a public report or statement as your source. So all the entire media is just quoting the exact thing that the police chief Daniel Biskidis said, which is that a 17 year old Antioch resident has been charged in a shooting incident. And that the man was, quote, 
involved in the use of firearms to resolve whatever conflict was in place. <laughs> that's so. That's and so that's bullshit. what CNN's reporting. That's yeah. what C. So now CNN can't frame things any more than that. That's where they have to leave it, mm-hmm. and, and and they have to take the cops' fucking lie. Now the Kenosha Police Department is on video cooperating with the shooter, giving them water, giving them water, having friendly interactions mm-hmm. after murdering two people, shooting three, opening fire on a crowd. He was allowed to walk through the cops, get mm-hmm. in his car, and go home. Jacob Blake is chained to a fucking hospital bed right now. He's handcuffed to the railing of his hospital bed. And this kid was allowed to walk home with an AR-15 after killing three people. That's the fucking problem, folks. Crazy. And it's not black or white. It has a lot to do with that, but it has everything to do with who threatens power and who doesn't. And let me tell you something. Kyle Rittenhouse is someone who absorbs power's propaganda, believes their shit, wanted to defend property and thought it was his duty. He was summoned. I, you know, Tucker Carlson came out, and this is, I mean, this is truly fucking deranged. A yeah, lot where he people, was like, why do 17, why is it that the 17-year-old thought he had to go out there and defend property? He said, how shocked yeah. are we that 17-year-olds with mm-hmm. rifles decided they had to maintain order when no one else would? What are you talking about? That's and what then fucking Coulter, police are for. Yeah. That's why they're fucking invading with federal troops. That's why Trump literally sent in federal troops yeah. to, to maintain law and order. Yeah. Not yeah. a fucking 17 year old from another fucking state. Yeah. That is and not your fucking show. That it, it goes to show how they've absorbed the rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Like this kid's absorbed the rhetoric that like law and order needs to be restored. And that's the red. Mm-hmm. And that is, and truly this kid was a uh, front row at a Trump rally. Blue Lives Matter shit all over his page. Tucker Carlson fan daily, like all these things. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact of the matter is dude, the, that framing of how shocked to be that 17-year-olds with rifles had to maintain order, that's exactly what he felt he was doing. Mm-hmm. He did say in the two-and-a-half-minute interview right before he shot that he felt that law and order had been lost in the city. And mm-hmm. and the narrative is that the cops have their hands tied behind their back, so now the duty falls on the brave patriots. And let mm-hmm. me tell you something. So this kid, it hasn't really, the clear details on what militia he was with haven't really come out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, now... There are people saying he's a proud boy or a boogaloo boy. I'm not sure that that's true. I don't think the proud true. boys were there though, mm. and the boogaloo boys were also there. Now there is video, and this is this is one of the I think more important videos of the night. So let let, let me play this first, and this is a discussion from a boogaloo boy. This is after the shooting took place, mm-hmm. and this boogaloo boy is talking to a black protester, a white leftist, about what took place with them. And what happened? And this white leftist clearly had known the Boogaloo Boy before, because he was explaining how when the gunshots were going off, he was telling other protesters, "No, it's not those guys." So clearly, there was a communication yeah, between these Boogaloo yeah. Boys and the white leftist, and like he wanted, to, and they were both looking out for each other, trying to make sure that they didn't get caught up in all this. Mm. And that the Boogaloo Boy was willing to give information to this black protester and white leftist about what the cops had instructed them to do as an armed white group that was clearly there on the other side, looking like counter protesters because they are to an extent they're there like we're defending property with rifles Mm -hmm. so so here's here's what what they said told us today they were like we're gonna push them down by you because you can deal with them and then we're gonna leave so this boogaloo boy is saying that the cops told us we're gonna push them down by you so you can deal with them and then we're gonna leave and so the daily caller reporter who as a journalist is being very uh very vague about the specific details and not taking strong sides. But his story is he was in a hotel room, 
saw the cops start pushing people a certain way, then went to talk to Kyle Rittenhauser. And at the end of the interview, Kyle and one other armed guy went to where the protesters were pushed, said mm. that they had like something to go do. So that is a confirmed thing from the Daily Caller interview where he uh-huh. talked to him before it happened. Yeah. As soon as they said that, The second the shots fired, I had to tell like six people it wasn't fucking you guys. Yeah. So like we fucking... As soon as they said that bullshit to us, people hurt. Oh, you're hurting you. Yeah, so the Boogaloo Boy is saying as soon as they said that, that bullshit to us about you can deal with them, we got out of there. Mm. And so clearly some of the people that the cops were trying to ally with weren't on this shit. But there were people who were 100% on the side of the cops. And here's the cops. You guys need water? You guys need water? And he's talking to the militia that Kyle Rittenhouse is standing there with. Now, and then after this clip, Kyle Rittenhouse is just walking in the street towards the cops. And then they're talking about handing them water. We got couple. And I don't even know if they're talking about water there. It could be talking about some other type of equipment. But they, they are the cops in Kenosha are co- coordinating, at the very least, allowing these counter-protesters to just walk around with impunity with rifles because they know that they're on their side. When you go to one of these protests, the cops are never facing the counter-protesters or the dudes with the rifles. The dudes with the rifles are standing behind the cops, and the cops are standing in front of them facing the Black Lives Matter protesters. That's always how it goes, and it's because they have some conception of these people are on our side. They're not looking out for them. They're not keeping an eye on them. And especially when they do something, they are not in a rush and and then when something does happen they are in a rush to frame things a certain way to the media that has to reprint their lies word for word to make it look like something else and then when the protesters do something they're able to blow it up into something much bigger misreported and so yeah like there's a photo going out of Kyle Rittenhauser cleaning graffiti just so happened just like a clear identifiable picture of him it literally looks standing there it literally looks like the most staged shit i've ever seen in my life where he's like one he's sitting there and then the next one he's like looking looking at at the camera oh no not even at the camera beyond the camera yeah 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 yeah. something like you know like the whole like patriot like look up chin up you know whatever it's uh but no you could tell it's posed not looking at the camera but you could tell he's there he's looking towards it he's aware it's there so you could see yeah you could see his whole face and now that's on the cover of the new york post as here kyle rittenhauser pictured the alleged gunman pictured hours before shooting cleaning kenosha graffiti this was posted two hours after the same new york post posted a photo of jacob blake in a snapback saying he had a knife in his car mm-hmm. so like yeah it was good that this guy got shot in the back for having a knife in his car here's the guy with the gun that shot people though he was cleaning up graffiti so like mm-hmm. it's just so clear how the media is trying to frame this and honestly the we're just scared of libel is a is a convenient excuse because there are things that are done beyond just reporting the police's lies word for word like there was one article that came out the day after this happened um so that basically was like, is it legal to open carry in this state? And it was saying, yes, protesters can open carry. If, a, framing it like he's a protester. and But in the headline, it's like, Kyle Rittenhouse, was it legal for him to be carrying? And then, but in the headline photo, it's a photo of the protesters, the Black Lives Matter Antifa protesters that we were talking about last week who used rifles to stop an armored cop car from terrorizing the protesters. Mm -hmm. That's the photo they used in the headline. Not a photo of Kyle Rittenhauser walking around with rifles, a photo Mm -hmm. of the protesters. Mm -hmm. That's the photo they used in the article of, is this legal? We need to do gun control. And then, guess what? The article neglected to say, no, it's illegal. This kid was 17. It was illegal for him to have this rifle. Yeah. And now, the right wing is in a rush to make him into a self-defense hero. The most... This is... When I... uh, We've been talking about fascism for a long, long time. Mm. Uh, This is 
are such a clear example when the government, the systems in place, the media, their owners, the entire establishment is dedicated to making the oppressors the good guys and the people being oppressed the bad guys. That is beyond it is it's like you're living in an alternate dimension it's like you can't it's like what you're seeing clearly in front of your face isn't real to these people and the fucking wildest part to me bro is this listen this is the chief of the kenosha police talking about the protesters now this is really some wild shit so of course they're going to coordinate and of course they're going to cover up and say, oh, well, he was involved in the use of firearms to resolve whatever conflict was in place. Because listen, listen, listen to the chief of the police that put out that statement talking about the protesters. Has to come to a thresh, threshold where there's some people that aren't worth saving. We need to build warehouses to put these people into it and lock them away for the rest of their lives. Let's put them in jail. Let's, let's stop them from... Truly, at least some of these males going out and getting 10 other women pregnant and having small children. Let's put them away. At some point, we have to stop being politically correct. I don't care what race, I don't care how old they are. If there's a threshold that they cross, these people have to be warehoused. No recreational time in the jails. We put them away. We put them away for the rest of their lives so that the rest of us can be better. So what, that the, the rest of us can be better. Fascist ass shit is that. We put that, the rest of them away so that the rest of us can be better. Like, that's just like not even like hiding it yeah. at all anymore. But you know what? The media is going along with the framing that the cops want to, that the cops believe, and that the framing that some of the cops have been convinced is true. This framing, the fact that the media goes along with it, has allowed liberals to basically feel the same way. That these people, like Kyle Rittenhouse to them, is just, the. we talked about the darkness mm-hmm. on last episode. Joe Biden referred to the darkness. Kyle Rittenhouse is the darkness. The protesters are the darkness. It's all the darkness, mm-hmm. and we need to get it all away. Mm-hmm. We need to come to the middle. Like, all this all this trouble, we need to not actually deal with it, not look at it. We need to put, bury our eyes in the sand and lock it all away. Mm-hmm. And if it takes warehousing every fucking person that makes us see the dark, mm-hmm. we'll warehouse them so that we could be better. And this is not just an ideology present in police departments. This is an ideology present throughout our entire fucking society and that we're currently fighting against. And quite frankly, if, uh, if someone who on our side wanted to go shoot three people and, and, and kill two, mm-hmm. could you, we would be getting warehoused as we speak right now. There oh, would not be the, any discussion about... Oh, well, he was like, I don't even know how they're fucking trying to justify this shit. They are trying to show this. The most viewed video on Facebook talking about Kenosha was someone from some right wing outlet. Um, maybe it like Charlie Kirk's turning point. Someone uh, from some media outlet talking about how it was justified because he was acting in self-defense. And they had the video of the skateboarders chasing him down, tackling him mm-hmm. without showing that. This was after he had already shot someone in the head. Yeah, no. Yeah, they completely left that entire... When everybody's talking about it, they don't forget to leave about that part. Yeah. Because all everybody wants to see is the main video that ever. Even though there is a side video, it's not a good angle where you mm-hmm. can see everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it does show him shooting the dude, and then there's another video of that dude laying on the ground fucking dying. But... Um, and yeah. I mean, it's just everyone who, uh, the concern trolling about mm. 
oh, the looting and rioting in the private mm. property. And yeah. it's not about property to these people. They don't care about the looting and rioting. Yeah. It's not about defending private property to these people. It is if they want – people want protesters killed. Yeah. They want to see them hurt. The SBA, the New York Police Union, literally tweeted out the other night before deleting it, these anarchists need to be hurt and jailed. That's the mindset. And yeah. so they're, they're – Kyle Rittenhouse is their hero. And Coulter, yeah. someone said, I want – I want uh I want what's his face Kyle Rittenhouse to be my can my candidate and Ann Coulter tweeted Kyle Rittenhouse is my president, like th- that's yeah. how the right they're trying to uplift this kid as a hero because that's what they wish they could do. Yeah, they wish they could just go out there and obliterate all. Of yeah, us, you know, but. and that and that's what they're working towards. That's the goal. And um, I just want to I, I want to point out the the skateboarder. Um, so anyway, the brave skateboarder who took down. Uh, Anthony Huber ran up on the shooter and took him down before he could hurt anyone else, uh, giving his life in the process. That's a hero, folks. Mm-hmm. Someone who was with people he cared about saw them get attacked mm-hmm. and stood up for them. Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse drove alone to a state on a hunting trip mm-hmm. with the justification of defending property and whether he believed that or not. And, and that's the real discussion and that's why it, 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 this kid was propagandized, thanked by the cops. Basically, they did all but pull the fucking trigger. Mm. And then they let him go home. It was like they wanted him to do it. And they coordinated. And honestly, I am in full belief that they coordinated to push protesters to a certain point where the cops said, we're going to leave. We're not going to look. We're going to mm. turn the other way. And there are multiple reports from the ground that cops drove by Kyle Rittenhouse with people screaming, he's the shooter. There he is. Yeah. Multiple then, times. No, yeah. There, there's a whole like videos like transcript and it shows like all the I, I moments seen of that. it yeah yeah I'll, I'll pull it up there's like a whole thread of that shit where it actually shows the the full video and kind of breaks down like how at like 30 seconds he was shooting more shots after those first initial shots that killed like the skateboard guy and injured the other dude that had the 45 yeah right then they show him walking past police and he has his hands up right and he's walking past them, and they're both like, and like people are like screaming, "It's him! It's him right there!" Yeah. And then and the they, cops and just they're just like, through. they're just like, they kind of slow down for a little bit, and they keep going. And then it's like four or five, and then four or five like of the big ass cars. Yeah. And then the video cuts because it's like a minute thirty. It's Damn. pretty fucking crazy. Damn. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna pull it up actually because like, that's actually pretty. I mean, they're not gonna be able to see the video, but no, no, but like. Just the whole like breakdown they do of the the time and how quick it all yeah. happened. Yeah, that shit all happened in like twenty yeah. seconds, you know. Yeah, but and uh, I just the media's framing of the of the events is disgusting. I mean, this is a right wing terrorist opening fire on protesters, and this is something I've been talking about since like twenty sixteen with Trump. Like, this is what he's encouraging. This is what he wants, and uh, you know, he ate, was aided by the police. Walked through them to safety. But yet, if you read the headlines, you'd think it was like a protester who opened fire. You wouldn't have any idea about the police's cooperation. You, you would think that this kid really was like protecting his life, either in self-defense or protecting some kind of property. You have no idea he drove over state lines to go on practically a hunting trip. Yeah. And then there are left liberal media outlets portraying this as like a property defender versus the wild protesters. And it's like... I mean... This is a 17-year-old Trump and Blue Lives Matter supporter who, who, by the way, doesn't pose a threat to the media, 
doesn't pose a threat to its owners, doesn't pose a threat to the politicians or their owners, doesn't pose a threat to any of the many defenders of the status quo. But on the other end of things, the protesters, the people he hurt, mm-hmm. the people that the people in power want hurt, want to moralize, want to go home, they wish to stand together to demand a better life from the ruling class. And so they are a threat to them. And, and, and the ruling class wants to punish them any way they can. And if they can encourage lone actors to go out and scare people home by murdering people mm-hmm. and let them get off and paint things and, 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 and squeeze things and drag things to the right little by little, they will win. And if we don't stand together now to fight against this, if we don't all stand together, we will not live together. We will hang separate. That's what's going to happen. They're going to hang us separately. We will all get shot. We'll all get killed. We'll get warehoused. They're coming for us. Or we will stop demanding changes to the system. We will be beaten down and we will submit. They either want submission or oppression and there will be nothing else for them. And that's it. But you know what I'm going to give them? I'm going to give them fucking blood. If that's what they want, if that's what they want from me, that's what they'll fucking get. And they're not going to get submission from me, and they're definitely not going to warehouse my ass. But if they want to fucking come and kill me to ensure the society they're trying to have to build, they're going to fucking have to. And I believe that after kid people got shot in Kenosha, and people still had the balls to go out the next night and face down the fascist police state and all their corroborators, that there are other people that feel the same way I do. And we're going to win. Regardless of all the power, it feels so demoralizing right now. I, when I tell you the framing of the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting is the most demoralizing thing I've seen. The media has been, fr- the, I, I mean, I have been, since the Bernie rigging in 2016, I've been demoralized with the media. I look back in the past. I look at 9-11. I look at, I look at Citizens United. I look at the bank bailouts. I look at how the media tells us the good thing is bad and the bad thing is good. But then I really see it. 2020, the Bernie election, the no discussion of the backroom dealing that went on to get Joe Biden in there, no discussion of whether he's the good candidate, no discussion of whether people need justice in the streets, no discussion about what we should do for the pandemic, no discussion about any of these fucking things. But what they do want to discuss is how we're the, the, we're the problem. If you listen to them, you think that the decay of this society is due to the civil unrest. You wouldn't think that the civil unrest is due to the decay in this society that they have caused the havoc that they've wreaked upon us. I really, I'm at my fucking wit's end. Because because at this point, our hands are fucking tied. We can't fight back. We can't defend ourselves. We have to go into the streets unarmed. Because if we go with as little as a fucking knife, we'll get shot seven times in the back and chained to a fucking hotel bed. So what? How, tell me what fucking sense that makes. You think I can go to a protest with a fucking rifle and I can go kill three people and walk through the fucking police line? That's a fucking joke. I got a fucking bridge to sell you. They And, yo, these motherfuckers really think that the media is supporting the protests, is propagandizing for the protests, is encouraging violence. By the way, what the fuck—I'm going to say it till I'm out of breath. What the fuck is violence against property? And that Kyle Rittenhouse interview that's getting played everywhere, he's standing in front of a building that was burned the night before going, you know, I just seen law and order decay and I need to defend this business and other businesses. What the fuck are we talking about? How is that— the pro- human life is valued less than property. And that's the core of the issue, that we do not value human life, that what human life looks like, what, human, what happens in someone's human life. We only value the property and the capital they make. That's true. All of what you said is just very true. Yeah. That's fucked. 
<laughs> it's fucked, yeah. and they want us to. And, and you know what? We can't. We we can't fight back, but we have to stand together, and that's really all we can do. And we have to try to push back against the narratives as much as we can, because they are fucking working overtime to turn this white supremacist into a hero, and to turn the people standing up for human rights into villains. Yeah, I know that's the way they don't spin the narrative. Yep. Try and get what they want, and they're Which doing. Crazy. And they're almost doing a very good job at it. They're doing a great job at it. But it almost, like, I don't know. I don't see how you could see all this stuff and then not get it at this point. Because they're not seeing this stuff. The most viewed video on Facebook is a, is, is a Charlie Kirk turning point, like, here's why it was justified. What they're seeing is the headlines. And if you're just reading the headline, you might not even know that it was a counter-protester or Blue Lives Matter. You don't even, you might not even be aware that there are these super radical 17-year-olds with American flag crocs that go on to all these fucking YouTube channels listening to Ben Shapiro, mm. listening to these right-wing Tucker Carlson, these extreme voices, hearing about how law and order needs to be restored for years on end, since Ferguson. Mm. And, and, and there's no, there is no discussion about that because the media is complicit in what's gone on. They've platformed so many of the people that have led to this exact moment. Yeah, the, like the... Um... And to have a serious discussion about it would, have, would include examining themselves. And that's part of why the reason the media doesn't want to do it. But a huge part of it is they are just regurgitating the cops' lies word for word. And the Kenosha PD is covering up their involvement in this. They're trying to make it as small of a thing as possible. An isolated incident. This kid who was here to defend got attacked. And, and he, uh, the mob tried to jump him. And, and, and there are people really trying to say, like, it's clear they're trying to snatch him up. The kid with the skateboard. They're trying to jump him. What should he have done? And it's like, how about not be there? If the yeah. chief of police is going to say that the protest, it's the protesters' fault for getting shot for being there, how about Kyle Rittenhouse didn't drive multiple states to walk around with a fucking rifle and start shit? Yeah, I know. He's a white outside agitator. By for definition. Real, by definition, that's what he is. We saw it in Ferguson. They didn't want to believe it then, but right now is the most clear example of that shit. You yeah. know? Well, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. What can, what can we do, bro? Except just go out there and. Well, we have to all go out. Not fucking. We have die. to go all out. Yeah, we, we do. We all have to be out there, and I plan on going out tomorrow night. I think everyone should. Um, if you are in North Carolina, there are protests all across the state. If you are in New York, there are protests. Especially if you are anywhere near Kenosha, get down there, put a body in the street, because right now they are working overtime and scaring people home. And, and quelling these protests and they and they know that they've been calling for violence against protesters they know they've been what they've been encouraging they are okay with violence against protesters and protesters dead if that means that property stops being destroyed yeah and uh shout out to the nba players the milwaukee bucks for standing and sitting out of the game in solidarity because it really is about hurting their wallets. That's what people misunderstand about property damage. Mm -hmm. Property damage is about fucking up the upper wealth redistribution in the capitalist system to such an extent that the powers that be can't just sit back idly by and benefit from the way things are anymore. They actually start to not benefit from the way things are. They start to get hurt. And that's the point. And the NBA players are actually in a unique position because the NBA owners and the stadiums and the, all the money that that makes for local cities and local politicians 
actually has a major influence on politics in the local area. So like the Milwaukee Bucks, if the owners of the Milwaukee Bucks are like, fuck, we're going to lose all this money, they're going to start pressuring the state to actually make changes. Mm -hmm. So a shout out to the NBA for actually using their power. And hilariously, there are all these right wingers like, I wish I could just take a walk out of my job. And it's like, you can, it's called a strike. Mm, And uh, we all (laughs) should be doing it. <laughs> and I, so I'm really hoping that people get a conception from this. And very cleverly, the New York Times and all the media outlets, and this is the other little things they do. They're calling it a, a protest, uh, not a protest, a, a boycott of the NBA. Like they're not calling it a strike, which is what it is. It's a strike. Mm-hmm. And, and that's on purpose because the ruling class who owns the newspaper, just the same way they don't want Kyle Rittenhouse to be painted as a villain. They want the protesters to be the villain. Mm-hmm. And if you, and by the way, it's not about entirely making the protesters the villain. It's about keeping them the villain. Because if you make Kyle Rittenhouse the villain, then the protesters are heroes in opposition. So if Kyle Rittenhouse is bad, then that makes protesters good. So he can't be bad. So it's got to be like this, well, it's just a mess. And it's just the violence in the street. And like their headlines, let me, let me pull up some. Let me, let me read some headlines for the audience here that really were just, I mean, awe-provoking. Two people shot to death during protest over Kenosha shooting. You'd have no idea what happened there. Mm-hmm. Two dead, one injured in Kenosha shooting. This is just if you Google Kenosha. 17-year-olds arrested in killing of two people in Kenosha. That, that, that's helpful for the narrative that young people are out rioting in the street. That's good. It still doesn't. Doesn't talk, doesn't about, talk about. Much of Kenosha's deadly protest shooting was captured on social media. Nothing. Video shows. Yep, Nothing. Third night of protest rages downtown Kenosha. Then, and oh, oh, by the way, all these pictures are of buildings on fire. It's all of property damage, once again. And now, oh, watch now. Authorities respond to multiple fires, vandalism, and looting. Two shot dead and one injured in Kenosha during protest. Police looking for man. And, and this is just, and, oh, this is great. Kyle Rittenhouse, charged in Kenosha shooting, was obsessed with cops. Makes it look like... He was just a kid obsessed with police brutality, not a kid obsessed with wanting to be a cop. Because <laughs> that's, that's what that, they write about me. Yeah. They say <laughs> after Believe that. and booby trapping a cabin and, <laughs> and taking a total of <laughs> this. What? Yeah, bleep all that out. Yeah. I don't even want them to know how old I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going like, bleep, yeah, it's going to be... Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, beyond fucking parody. And then the CNN headline is, Illinois teen arrested in fatal shooting at Kenosha protest, police say. And then just a reprint of the police's lies. And so, like, that's what people see. That's why they don't get it. More, more edits, <laughs> nigga. You can drop a government left. That right. damn fuck. Yeah, All right, beat that shit. out. <laughs> damn. Fuck. But yes, dude, I, I, I do see that we. That honestly, I went back and looked at those threads. I was like, shit, that's gotta fucking blow up. Yeah, you know. But then, like, you really look at it three days later, and it has like at most twenty five thousand views, and that's like. Not a lot of people lot that of really people. saw what real thing happened. Mm-hmm. But you know what has like 4 million views? The dude on, on Facebook going, this was justified, actually. 
And like people are really like in a rush to call this kid a fucking hero. And it's just like, and this is during the RNC, by the way, which like has been using the most explicitly fascist fucking rhetoric I've ever seen in my life. I talked about how I wanted to watch the RNC this week to scare myself into voting for Joe Biden. I think I'm almost there. Holy fucking shit. It's like, it's wild, dude. And like, you thought what that sheriff said was fucking crazy. I mean, bro, it's like, to die with dignity. Yeah. What did the left want? Marijuana. Opiates. To die with dignity. What the fuck? Like yeah, that shit was the wildest shit I ever had. Like how why life. I don't get why they just put up these brainless people. This is this is the thing he's referencing, day. by the way. The Democrats love to talk about healthcare being a human right. But a right to what? Well, I'll tell you. To them, it's a right to marijuana opioids and the right to die with dignity and yeah so it's just like shit like that and the wild part is they're really acting like joe biden is this radical left candidate after basically what was uh, the 1996 rnc last week so like and the wild part is the rhetoric at the rnc this year would have been the exact same if Bernie Sanders was the candidate, mm. they would have painted him as just as much of an extreme. It would have been the exact same. They're coming to fucking change America. They hate it. You know, they're not patriots. They hate, despise America. We're the real patriots. It would have been the same exact fucking rhetoric, except guess what? We'd be on the way to winning in a fucking landslide in November. Yeah. Yeah, actually, though. We wouldn't be at risk of losing to these fucking fascists and having Kyle Rittenhouse's heroes in fucking power for four more years. Crazy. But. You know, I, I was thinking today, what do you think? I was really trying to think of what his base is, like, as in terms of, you know, who votes for him. And I was watching or listening to some Chocolate Trap House, you and they ask, mentioned... If you ask that, if you ask Trump, he thinks it's suburban housewives and voters. But if you well, ask... Yeah, I would, I would almost agree with him, because it, cause it is the largely the older, like, 40-plus-up Americans who are, like, you know substantially rich maybe have a house that's over two hundred thousand yeah. dollars in network they have some sort of wealth People to their don't name vote for but trump as for trump though no they vote in their interest of their pocket no not even not even bro I'm, what I'm talking about is uh, those people, those higher, mm-hmm. but they're not a big enough base to win an election. But they're the most reliable voters. No, and that's their base. And I think the but, RNC. But I also think that Trump sells the oh I'm going to help the middle class thing very well. It's well, so all right, be let back. me well let me say what I'm about to say. So there's that upper there's that upper echelon voters housewives at the, that the RNC tries to cater to that Trump tries to cater to with his rhetoric. There they are now trying to flank the Democrats to the left on working class issues, and you can kind of successfully do that because the Democrats have been so shitty in so many areas. You can kind of say, oh, here's the steel worker in the town whose jobs we say, and NAFTA ruined Bill Clinton's NAFTA ruined, and Joe Biden didn't help, and like you can pull, and that's what Trump did. He pulled real Americans out to talk. I'm a small business owner, la 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 la, and that's a juxtaposition to the DNC where it's just this lineup of like elite celebrities of the party. You know, and elites and like and so if you don't really have a full conception of politics or what these things really mean and you just watch both of these events, you would look at the RNC as the more working class event. A hundred percent. You would a hundred percent think that that's the case. Um, yeah, no, because they the, in the first night, Trump pulled like the essential workers and they yeah. were all standing in like like a diamond bird formation. Yeah. They were like he was like, all right, yeah, you 
You had coronavirus? Don't stay too close to me now. <laughs> Thank you for getting out there working still, even yeah. though you endured the, the what, the woo flu, whatever. It's, you know, that I'm not saying that. Trump, that's Trump. Not yeah. Me. But but that's really what they're called. That's they, really yeah. what Chinese, they fucking call it. And that's heard, what their rhetoric the is. the RNC, you know? uh, the communist Chinese virus. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> just the funniest shit. I forgot who said it, but that like, I was cracking up for like three minutes. That's like the funniest <laughs> shit I heard in my life. Um, and uh, bef- let, so, and Trump, you know, he knows that that's not the entire base. So there's kind of the riled up kind of like, riled up cranks the people who really listen to the, the right-wing media and that are really like into that shit that mm-hmm. might not necessarily be boaters or suburbanites but are really riled up and um the rnc is very much playing into that extreme base and i think and we talked about this because the De- democrats kind of chess moved into their kind of moderate space so they kind of have to play to the extreme mm-hmm. but i also think that because the democrats are such a catastrophic failure and their messaging so bad, and they really don't offer anything to anybody. People, and because their media won't actually put the good candidates at the forefront, mm-hmm. you have average everyday people who would be like in opposition to Trump if they knew anything about it that are like pro-Trump. So, like, I have a barber who is an Iranian man, and like should not be a Trump supporter. But mm-hmm. I, he talked to me about politics. He knows I study politics. He said Biden or, or Trump, and I said. You know, I don't really like either of them. I like Bernie. And he goes, who's Bernie? And I go, he was one of the Democrats. And he goes, oh, the gay one? <laughs> like, like, like as if it was Mayor Pete? Yeah, Mayor yeah. Pete. Yeah. And it's like, so that's all he got from the media was Mayor wow. Pete and Joe. He never even heard Bernie. And, but you know what he'll tell you? Oh, Trump's my man. I love Trump. Yeah, man. No, he, he he's good for the business and, and the economy. He just, like, he has this very simple view of politics. But... That is what the media is handed out. The the the, mm. the if you the Democrat media doesn't offer a positive vision of the economy. It doesn't offer a positive plan for any of these things that an average American wants to fucking hear about. It mm. doesn't in any way. Um, it is for these ruling class, college educated elites, um, and not at all for the working class. And like, mm, it, yeah, no, they're like, yeah, your life is gonna totally change. It's gonna stay, or it's gonna keep getting worse under Trump. Yeah, you gotta vote for us just to make sure it doesn't get worse. You know. Yeah, and that's really all they're offering. And I don't think people want to believe that. Like, that's not a vision. I think people really want to buy into. And obviously, it's more complicated than that. In the no, because we but, but like, I think at its core, they really just aren't offering people shit. Yeah, and I think people just know we could do so much better. Yeah. And well, we can do so much. Better. I go back and forth in that. I really do feel like people have been, uh, <coughs> and this is part of the problem, is that people don't realize how good we can do. So, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, I think they really think the only options are Democrat and Republican. And if you were to look at that, I don't know that I can, bl- like, you know, I don't know that I can blame you for not wanting to pick Joe fucking, like, you know, I can't blame this barber who has a small business that really the Democrats might fuck over and try to tax more. And, 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 you know, so that there could be more super cuts around. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, who the fuck? Because that's really what goes on over there, too. They also are the big corporate interests that fuck over the little guy. And not that Trump's out here fighting for the fucking little guy, but he's at least pretending to. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the RNC, man, truly crazy. Nikki Haley's speech was, like, incredibly fascist. And uh, oh, You mean Nikki uh, Rahamata, whatever her last name is. No, did she change it to Haley? Yeah. That's you, funny you, as fuck. You, you've never heard it before? No, no, no. Yeah, no, Nikki Haley is, like, not her real name. 
That's funny as fuck. Yeah, I gotta get a more white name to be a Republican. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it's just been a... Yeah, no, her name is Nimarada Nikki Rahawanda or something like that. Haley. That's wild. And then she's like, oh, yeah, America's not racist. Yeah. Well, why aren't you using <laughs> your real name? Huh? That, that's my question. Like, just an absolute grifter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the thing. These people walk up there. They're making such bad faith arguments. They know everything they're saying is bullshit. And, like, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary. Because mm-hmm. you're really looking just lizard peep, dead-eyed, blood-sucking mosquitoes yeah. in the eye. Like, yeah, maybe we, we just need to, you know, rise, play the game for a little bit, you know, rise up until we can get reporters. In, in the White House room, just be like, uh, Mr. Trump, are you a lizard? <laughs> that's funny. Nikki Haley, are you a lizard? Because that's the one thing that, like, lizards can't directly be asked if they're a lizard. They can't say true. yes can't or answer, no to that. can't answer direct. Yeah. Which is very funny. There's a, an Opie and Anthony a couple years ago prior to Louis C.K.'s <laughs> canceling. There's a clip of him talking to some governor, and he keeps asking yeah. if he's a lizard, and the dude, like, isn't trying to, like, give credence to that question, so he's not answering it. Yeah. And Louis, like, full-on acting like it's proof that this guy's a lizard. <laughs> so he's just getting more and more pissed off and not wanting to answer that. And it's, he just, Louis C.K. derails this entire interview with a politician. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it honestly, not to like say go listen to Louis C.K., but that shit's very funny if you want to look it up. Yeah. Um, one more thought on the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. Um, I just like, not that there's really a whole lot else to say, but let's just really run it through the facts one more time for when you guys are out there arguing with your family members and dumbasses that you're friends with. This kid was 17, not of legal age to have a gun. He bought a gun, illegally acquired across state lines. He shot a man in the head, not in self-defense, but defending property that wasn't his own, so illegal. Then he was being chased so they could disarm him after his first murder. Then he shot in quote-unquote self-defense, although I'd act... I'd, I'd clearly say that the protesters are acting in self-defense trying to disarm this obvious, obvious, like, guys looking to start shit. Mm-hmm. As they ran away... He turned around and started to walk away, but then turned around again and started shooting into the crowd. And there's video of that. He then walked up to the SWAT team in the Kenosha Sheriff's Department, signaling that he shot three people, multiple people saying it. And actually, oh, that's true. There is a video where he walks up and said, I forgot about that. That's true. Yeah, that's what that's the one yeah. I was talking about. That. And then they're telling him yeah. to stop walking towards the vehicles multiple times earlier. He didn't comply with the lawful orders, was not shot, disarmed or detained. Left the city, turned himself in, in his hometown, which, once again, like, how do you even get back to his hometown? Like, how does that even... Mm-hmm. And so, it's just, it's beyond, beyond yeah. parody. I, I got that tweet I was talking yeah, about Yeah, read us the time. So, it was like, video timestamp, at 10 seconds, a protester yells, what did he do? Another protester says, he shot somebody. At 12 seconds, somebody says, get his ass. 15 seconds, shots fired. Then all that happens where he, he shoots the the guy with the skateboard. Yeah. And then he also shoots the dude who in like the arm. in the arm with the forty five. Yeah. Right? Then thirty two seconds into the video, shots fired again. Mm-hmm. Where he's shooting those auxiliary shots like he shot off like eight times or something like that. Like I don't know if he, who he was aiming at mm-hmm. or whatever, but he did shoot an additional time right there. Forty seven seconds, police arrive at the end of the block. 108, protester telling police gunman shot them. 134, police ignore gunman and let him walk. Wow. Wow. And that is basically the end of the video from there. Yep. 
But you know. <sighs> and people are sitting there saying militia starts shooting at three people in self-defense after being thrown to ground and being rushed. And it's just like shit. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, it's, all, it's so discouraging because we are powerless. This movement is relatively powerless compared to the power of the state and the power mm. of the media. And it really just so feels like we're clearly the enemy. Mm. Um, and it, I never thought I'd be in, like, I don't know. It's a very weird feeling to feel like, wow, we are just for wanting a better world. I don't even have that many extreme beliefs. That I am now the enemy of the state and the media, and they will paint me in any way they can as the villain, and paint the people who want me dead as a hero or as someone to be to be respected and lauded, and that, or at the very least, someone who's justified in his actions, and that, and yeah. like I just that it, the mental weight of that, I think, is the first time I, as a white man, have really, fully, although there's been minor moments over the course of the past couple of months where I feel like I have some relation to. Oh my God! I'm the like they the state wants me to be killed and wants you know, to support people who would kill me. That is how I felt for a long time. Exactly, I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like that nail on the head, dude. Yeah, and I because that's like, the power of the protests is in uniting people, like showing everyone that wants to go stand out and stand up for each other's justice that. Mm-hmm. We hate them so much that if you stand with them, we hate you just as much too. Yeah. And, and, and that's a powerful thing for me to feel and for white Americans in the street across the country to feel. Mm-hmm. And that's a paradigm shift that I don't think we're ever going to go back from. No. So it, it gives people some modicum of hope. But do you not think that there's power in that? I do think there's power in that. Yeah. It's just... It's demoralizing. It is. It yeah. is very... Because, I don't, I don't know, you, you become numb to it after a while. Like, I remember the first time that I... I remember clearly, what, like, where I was at at that time. Police brutality, Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Right? That's, That's like, like that, that was first the first thing. one for our generation. Yeah, exactly. And that that... From there, the names just kept piling up. And yeah. It's like Mike Brown said, oh, Ferguson. And then you sit there and you see Obama say, call all those people thugs, you know? Yeah. Out there, and not necessarily I understood that, what that truly meant at that time, but like now. In retrospect. In retrospect, I kind of see like how that's fucking. Then yeah. I don't know. Over the years, it just feels like. Yeah. It's just, and we've been having the same uh, argument. Mm-hmm. It feels like George Zimmerman all over again. Mm-hmm. Like that's not self-defense. Oh, it feels God. like like how the yeah. de- what the definition of self-defense is for a white person and a black person, mm-hmm. for a, for an ally of the state and an enemy of the state. Mm-hmm. What the difference in what they are allowed to self-defend and what that means for each of those groups. It is fucking. It may. It's enough to make your head spin. It really is. The whiplash. It's like, it's like there's two, it's double standard doesn't do it justice. Fuck, man. And, uh, you know what? I'm glad people are finally saying enough's enough. And they Mm should have at Trayvon. At Trayvon, you know, in 92, it should have been enough. The LA riots should have been the end of it. Rodney King should have been. That should have been the end of it. Emmett Till should have been the end of it. Mm -hmm. It should, black mothers, I saw, a, I think Nina Turner was saying this, but black mothers, 
for centuries now have had to put their plane I'm getting them up have had to put their pain on public display like Emmett Till's mother talking about I have to give my son an open casket so that mm-hmm. people can see what they did to my boy mm-hmm. and we still to this day have to feel the need to share this video with Jacob Blake being shot seven mm-hmm. times in the back we still to this very day have to deal with the same exact thing and they're only getting better at propagandizing against us there, it was never, I don't remember, I, can't, I don't remember the LA riots, people, like, I don't, you look back at the history of this shit, it's never been so, cause wanna know something? The movement for racial justice has never been so closely tied to the movement for economic justice. And I think that's what's terrifying them the most right now. And that's why we feel more than ever, there is this energy working against us. And that no matter how many open caskets we have and videos we share, there's going to be this alternative narrative and this alternative thought that is that is greater than us. And it feels like that because more than ever, it's not just about race anymore. It is about everybody in power defending the status quo. And so it's it's bigger than that. And, and so if they don't care. How, they've shown that they don't care how much pain they don't because because the pain is a necessary evil to keep this going to them. That's what they believe. I truly, they, that's what they believe. Yeah, no. The, I don't know, what is, what is that quote? The tree of liberty has to be watered with blood sometimes? It, I, I would love to read the full quote, but I can read this bit without butchering it. Mm-hmm. And this is that the tree of liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There is truth in that statement. And I, let's just take a second while we're all on some serious shit to, you know, all the protesters who have been killed since the start of this, all the protesters who have been disappeared, all the protesters who have been arrested, beaten, molested, assaulted, and brutalized by the police. And especially the protesters who now are being murdered and slaughtered by volunteers. Those are the real heroes. Those are the patriots. And the tyrants are the people who are silent, are the people who build the narratives that allow this to happen, and are the people who benefit from the actions of someone like Kyle Rittenhouse. Those are the tyrants. And in spite of the work that they're going to do over time to convince you otherwise, that the people fighting for justice are the tyrants, Mm -hmm. and that the patriots are the people who want to tyrannize, because that's what they're trying to sell. That's what the RNC has been selling all week. That's what Kyle Rittenhouse believed when he fired into the, that crowd. I do believe that to an extent. I do believe that this 17-year-old was so propagandized, this American flag crock-wearing fuck really did believe that he was doing the right thing. Now, what I don't believe is that he thought he was there to defend property. What I don't believe is that he thought he was there to off- render aid to protesters. No. But they know that that's what you say because that's what will get repeated. And that's the narrative you build. He knew to take that photo with the fucking cleaning up the graffiti. No. He knew the exact narrative that he was playing into. Just like protesters know the narrative they're playing. Everyone knows their narrative. Guess what, folks? People are able to internalize greater things like that. But this kid knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. I hope he rots in mm. fucking jail. And you know what? Not to give into the carceral mindset that we're trying to fight against. But fuck that kid. And by the way, his address is out there. So if any of you want to go pay his mother a visit, I'm not going to go say it, but you can find it. <laughs> edit. Don't even edit that shit out. I'll stand by <laughs> it. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs>
We do not condone violence on this podcast. I'm not condoning. I'm just saying that his address exists out there. In case you wanted to go, maybe. I mean, his mom's going through a tough time. If you wanted to, like, drop a meal off, some flowers, his address is out there. Yeah, that's... That's all yeah, I'm saying, dog. I like, yeah, I like yeah. that a lot better. I'm sure his <laughs> mom is really going through a lot right now. Yeah. Shit. But any final thoughts, man? How? What time are we at? It's about 51 minutes. <sighs> you know, I don't want to just talk about this whole episode, but... Uh, Go, I'd like to talk about something. Yeah. What does Terry Crews have against Magic City? What happened there? Do you not see that tweet? No. <laughs> I, dude, I was like, he said something crazy. And I was like, bro, why is Terry Crews even attacking? You have been on a losing streak. You remember Terry Crews been tweeting some kind of sus shit about like, oh, it needs to be about a, both. There's both sides in this shit. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of rhetoric and yeah. like trying to be openly fair. But you were like... Come on, yeah. man. Stop cooning. Trying to anyway, be openly fair with people who, stop. once again, like I just talked about, they argue in bad faith. The Hold stories up. they build are in bad faith. Hold up. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my man. I'm tap dancing, too, if you can. <laughs> For the visual. But, Terry Crews, man. Yeah. But he said, boycott Magic City. Hashtag black love matters. I think he's part of the movement of like... They're trying to slut up black women as a conspiracy against black people. He's like one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. Which, like, we actually should do an episode on incel black dudes and, like, right-wing black dudes. And, like, because there's a whole section of the internet of, like, black dudes who are equally as mad about wet-ass pussy, if not madder than Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and, like, no, truly. Yeah, no, but, like, and they yeah, think it's, it's funny, like a yeah. Jewish conspiracy to, like make girls not fuck them no yeah. like i'm not uh, like this is they really like that is a thing and uh yeah no there's all right and there's actually a couple funny black conservatives i'd like to do an app on we should we'll put that on the docket we'll do an episode Dude, on we, the we should, we should we should hit herschel walker because he's herschel walker is a great crazy example. ass herschel walker is a great he's example he's been hit too many goddamn times yeah that fucking cranium of his herschel walker is a great <laughs> example yeah we will do the Him, official what is, what is the guys the the louisville attorney general that know. guy too. No, the guy with Brianna Taylor's case. By the way, arrest the cops that killed Brianna fucking Taylor, please. Yeah, it's been too fucking long. How long has it been now? It's been like what? Well over two hundred days. It feels yeah. like. Yeah, and it's so. been over a year since Elijah McClain. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, and like it's just, and once again, the liberal media, the conservative media, everyone in a position of power wants the protest to end. Do not want the police state to end. That's it. And remember that when you look at every everything you read and consume, except ex- outside of this fucking podcast, mm-hmm. remember that they want the protest to end. Do not want the police state to end. Mm-hmm. They do not want Elijah Elijah's killers prosecuted. They do not want Breonna Taylor's killers prosecuted. They then, want cops to continue to act with impunity and protesters to go the fuck home or submit. Mm-hmm. The end. That's it. Or get arrest. Or, or get arrested. Like that. Or, or get shot or arrested. Th- those are the options they want to get protesters. They do not want. A better system, uh, uh, end to the police state on the table, and it's not right now. And we have to work to get it on the table. Yeah. In spite yeah. of them shooting us, fuck that. I'll get shot. And I said it. If they want blood, they can have my blood. They can have the blood of a hundred other fucking protesters. There's going to be a thousand more, ten thousand mm-hmm. more, a hundred thousand more, a million more where that came from. There's more of us than there are of you. So fucking this shit is not going to work. But a question of mine is also, how bad do you think it's going to have to get before? the liberal media even like never they will never like they will never they will never take our side so you think 
even in the fact that like an unwarranted a guy just goes out there with a semi-automatic rifle and opens fire i think on protest which i think is a very much a possibility at this point they're gonna love because because i feel like kyle rittenhouse could almost be like an inspiration to some of these crazy right-wing fucking nuts bro i've been on i i actually should have said this i've been i've been trolling around uh right-wing forums 4chan a couple different places on instagram twitter i've been in the depths they are treating him as a hero they're like, uh, like I'm not Ann Coulter, but I, I wish he was my president. Like they are, this is a hero to them. He, he, this is going to inspire more things. The way the media treated this and, and published his lies and the police's narrative is going to show people that this is what I am. A, I am permitted to do, and it would be just for me to do so. My, my friends would think it's just for me to do so as well. Mm-hmm. Now we know. It would be our friends would think it would be just for us to fight back. But we know that we face down the whole entire power of the state if we were to defend ourselves. And that's the reason why we don't do it. They do it because they know that they have the backing of those in power. And that is what needs to change. And that is never going to change. The liberal media is never going to be on the side of armed resistors to the system. Are you fucking kidding? No. If if they if they Kyle Rittenhouse's little militia got a group of 100 armed men and started a civil war, the media would be decrying how both sides of the battle, the other 100 men fighting against them, were also just as bad, and how we need to end this violence in the streets. And, 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 and they would turn it into one big darkness, not two mm. different sides propagated by one one of them being upheld by one political party. This is fucking lazy journalism. And the Republicans would argue that the Democrats are upholding the protest and uplifting us and encouraging us. But in no way is that going on. I do not see that in any meaningful way. Yeah, no, they're, they're all about, you know, peaceful demonstrations and all this shit. Yep. Peaceful, by the way, is just not – is just – they're able to then – Getting your ass beat. Yeah, and it's getting your ass beat. <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. going out there getting your ass beat because they're going to call it an unlawful assembly. Yep. Because you're out after fucking curfew. You yeah. Fucking. And the riot and the looting, it's mostly fake. It's all the fucking cops doing it. I really believe that. Because mm-hmm. that's what I've seen with my own eyes. I've been at protests where it was the cops smashing windows so they could tear gas. I've seen it with my own fucking eyes. I, 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 and I believe my own eyes, not what the fucking media says. And you should too. Mm-hmm. And you should do more fucking research instead of just seeing what AB... If, if this teaches us anything, it teaches us that we have to go out there and actually look for ourselves. We're going to have to find out what the fucking truth is. And I really worry about the sense... Like, the ruling class has to realize, oh, we fucked up with social media. Like, we can't... We don't have so much control over this. We can't build the narratives like we used to be able to. And I worry about them, the digital war of the next decade, to try to control the narrative online. Because that is where the real... If they get control of the online narrative... Then we've lost everything. Then they can really just completely propagandize the whole shit. Well, I think they're doing a great job of doing that. I don't even think they have to really control that narrative because there's already enough people just to cause a decisive or a divisive argument, right? Yeah. And what, what what is the best way to keep the people in power in power? To keep those people at the bottom fighting at the so it's just gonna be different. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to call them psyops because I don't want to sound like it's some fucking crazy. No, but it is. But like, like yeah. and and also, I also want to bring something up after this. But like, yeah, like that. The, I I just feel like they're just going to continue. These type of events are going to continue to happen, and the ruling class really won't have to do anything. Let's go over time be, this episode. Yeah, I, I have more shit to talk and about. We're, and we're just like gonna just sit there and fucking go back and forth while they are just up there collecting and earning. Yeah. And yeah. just and just trying to figure out ways to manipulate the media. Yeah. And just spin the next. How are we gonna spin this next story? Yeah. You know. Yep. 
and, and that's I, just how it's going to go. And I think an escalation of violence in the streets uh-huh. is actually what they want because that detracts from the message and it turns into a fight between two warring groups mm-hmm. and no longer is a fight against one group against the system. Mm-hmm. It's going to turn into our group fighting the group that's fighting us, which has nothing to do with the ruling class. It's like mm-hmm. these volunteer 17-year-olds that have been propagandized. And that and that is, I think, truly what they're building towards. That is, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a stretch okay. to say that. And that now we're sitting there talking about propagandized. I think this is a perfect time to talk about this fucking Call of Duty trailer. No. What? <laughs> this is the, like I just no no no. I just pre-ordered it, and we're gonna do a, when it comes out. We're doing a whole episode. I'm gonna stream the campaign online, and you could all watch me play through it on Twitch. And then I'm gonna do a full review of the game because it, it just the shit that's packed in the two and a half minute trailer. You could do an episode. So like, it's yeah. gonna be so much. And so, but let Ooh, me run back. Damn, that would actually be pretty fun if we just did like Let's a do side, a stream. like a side stream where we did like a co-op campaign. Yeah, no, that's what that's what we, we should do. We did like four hours every yeah. night. Or yeah, every that's what I want to do. Because like I'm gonna yeah. want to play it anyway. Like, fuck it. Yeah. But uh, I will say this. So in in modern warfare, this current Call of Duty that's out right now, there's a mission where they call it like the Highway to Hell, and. Uh, it's a highway in the Middle East where there's all these cars that the, the, the remnants of dead cars. It's like a big, big junkyard, just mm. miles of it. And it was America carpet bombed all these refugees living, a, leaving a warring city. And so it's all these families, cars and burnt corpses just in the street, like in the, on this highway. And in Call of Duty, when you're going to do like a sniper mm. mission on that like field with all the cars, there's a little cutscene. Where they say, where they give you an alternate history mm-hmm. and say that the Russians were who carpet bombed the civilians. Oh, no. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's literally like you get to, it takes American teenagers and like through real events and tells them the bad guy was actually Russia. I mean, like, so mm-hmm. like if that's the shit they already been doing, I cannot wait to see what they're going to do in the mask off propaganda Cold War Black Ops game. Like, it's going to be <laughs> fucking balls to the wall. Like, I, it's going to be also oh, look forward to that. And uh, it's supposed to come out October 12th. So we'll be uh, that act, it'll actually come up pretty soon. It'll probably be like, you know, by the time the next four episodes are out, it'll already be out. So, yeah, yeah we'll be we'll be doing that. Um. What else do you want to talk about? Oh, okay, yeah. Speaking of psyops, um, I don't know if you saw that video of all those protesters, and they were standing around these these two people eating at a table, and they were all just standing yes. there yelling at them. Yes, I and did. And I see was that. sitting there, and I was just like looking at it, and I was like, "This looks way too psyopy, yeah, to me. To yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't feel real." So it's you this know? video that went viral of this white woman eating at like outdoors somewhere in NYC, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, this crowd of white Black Lives Matter supporters walks up and crowds her and, like, fist up demands that she says Black Lives Matter. Which, by the way, just, like, fucking say it. Like, yeah. you know, just fucking say it. Um, that is, I don't think it's a sigh, which is the even scarier thing. I think there's that much class resentment between people in the streets and people who feel comfortable to sit out and eat in the middle of all this that there's just this tension. And it goes to show... Exactly, what we were just talking about how, pe- how people are divided at the bottom and up at the top, everyone's mm-hmm. just and the people at the top to build the narrative, they see that video and they're like, "Good, now we can put mm-hmm. this out and tell all the white Americans who don't feel as strongly as people in the street, oh, they're going to come and terrorize you at a restaurant." Mm-hmm. And these are the real fascists. These are the real because average everyday people, Kyle Rittenhouse is not a threat to them. The mm-hmm. police state is not a threat to them. They need the average American people for money. People in the street are a threat to the mm-hmm. system. 
So that, and it's that simple. So if there's a video where the people on the street are terrorizing the people that we need and need to hate the people mm-hmm. on the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's blast the airwaves with it, yeah. throw it all over. And that's exactly what happens every fucking time. Mm-hmm. So that's the psyop, is the, the dissemination of the information afterwards. But the sad part is the there's dumbasses in the street real. that just be doing psyops voluntarily. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Self-selecting. Yeah. Self-selecting fucking one. morons. <laughs> yeah, these clouts. The, the, yeah, this fucking clouts. And uh, like, I get it that you mean well, and like you're doing yeah. all that, but don't do that shit. Not a good look. Not the a good. Not the best optic. Honestly, not a lot. We're gonna have do is gonna have great optics. But so that's the it. thing. Our and I saw someone tweet out. I think it was Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks quote tweeted that video and said, "This is mm. how we lose." Mm. And I quote tweeted and said, "Well, we're always gonna lose if our victory is dependent on the comfort on how comfortable the middle class is." Mm-hmm. We'll always lose. We that person sitting at that table will always be able to be made uncomfortable by the media, by us. Mm-hmm. So we're always gonna lose if that person's discomfort with us is the make or break thing. Yeah. So you might as well fuck you, hey, and get them used to it. Mm-hmm. Cause guess what? That we will never be they're never gonna be comfortable with us. Mm-hmm. Whether we're saying fuck you to them or trying to get healthcare for ourselves, mm-hmm. they're not gonna be comfortable with it. So fuck them. That's honestly that's my take on it. Yeah, it's not a good look, and they use it against us. But they're going to use everything against us. It's no reason to to cannibalize ourselves. That shit is just crazy, completely crazy. Um, I also had some notes. Let me see if we. I think we covered everything. I did want to say that uh, they used the photo of those protesters we talked about last week to talk about the Second Amendment thing. We already talked about that. But yeah, it's like. When Ch- when people were rebelling in China in Tiananmen Square, Tank Man was on the cover of the New York Times. But now the protesters standing in front of armored tanks are like the aggressors in America. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show like our conception of who ty- – what tyranny is and what a patriot is and what good and bad is has been entirely skewed by the media. Mm-hmm. We forgot Tank Man. Yeah. We should call this episode Tank Man. I was going to call it We Have a Theme Song Now. Yeah. That's good. But we could call it Tank Man. We forgot I mean, Tank Man. We forgot remember Tank, we forgot, Man. Remember Tank Man. But honestly, R.I.P. Tank Man. He's around. No one knows what happened to him. He's just like a mysterious guy with shopping bags. That, but that just probably means the Chinese government killed him. No, actually. I think he's 100 percent dead. Yeah. All right. So R.I.P. Tank Man. Uh huh. The real one. How long ago was that? Like in the seventies? Uh, early, early square. 70s? I love 76? when we just openly expose how little we know. About <laughs> It's fine. I mean, we never cla- we never claimed to be like nineteen eighty nine. So actually, wow, that's not even that long ago. Shit. Yeah, I thought that was late seventies. Yeah. Mm. Um. There's also coincidentally the May thirtieth uprising in China, which uh, you know, just coincided with the main weekend of the uprising here in the United States that I want to read more about and do an episode on. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Uh. Fucking. Ah. Uh, yeah, I guess we could just leave it there. We talk, We said last episode we'd talk about the Rahm Emanuel thing with the DNC, but I think we can, we'll can. we talk about the DNC and the whole Republican plan like uh, in the future. Right now— I don't even think, think we really the, covered the RNC too well in no. this one in general, so, so I think the next episode will probably be, be more, a little more RNC. RNC so tonight's the last night, and uh, Donny uh, Casino's been on a roll. Uh, he's been— Yeah, he's just been—and uh, uh, highlight moments, I have to say— Probably, hmm, uh, Nicholas Sandman talking. 
with his smug little face <laughs> is almost like an implicit admission that like, yeah, my smug face is meant to upset you. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it's so funny. And uh, I just love like, I, it's so funny that they like, you just have to wave a gun at protesters and you can speak at the RNC. It's so yeah. fun. They're just leaning so hard. Or, the or, or just like take this like figure. Like what was that high school kid that was uh, in front of the Native American who was like. Salmon. Saying, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, dude. I completely forgot what his name yeah. was. But, yeah. yeah and, and then the best part is he like puts an American great again. I make America great again hat on at the end and it looks in the camera with his smug face. And it's like you're doing the face. You're admitting that you were making the face. You're admitting you made a face at the guy. <laughs> that's like, that's what you were accused of doing. And you're, you're admitting it. You're yeah. doing the face. <laughs> you're, do, you're doing the thing. <laughs> but they really are. And I mean, like, yeah. And, and they really, because the belief on the right is that you should be allowed to act smug. And if anyone ha- ha- dares to bang a drum in your face for acting smug, they're the bad guy. <laughs> and like... Shit, I mean, that is always how it's going to be with them. And uh, and same thing, you're allowed to point a gun at a protester, but and then they're the bad guy. You were just defending yourself. And like, and by the way, the McCloskey spoke the night before Kyle Rittenhouse decided to shoot three protesters. And if you don't think there's a direct line between uplifting people like that and Kyle Rittenhouse being inspired, you're smoking fucking crack. Yeah. Ugh. No, they, they've done everything they need to do to stoke an event like this. Yeah. And just keep on adding little kindlings here and there. Every once in a while. Through they talk about room. guns like we ain't got none. What, you think we sold them all? Nah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to leave it. And on that one, we out. Episode, what, 14? Yeah, episode 14. 12. We out this bitch.